1: So happy to join with you today. Thank you for joining with me. I know that uh, most people listen to the broadcast on a download through podcasting and things like that. So we join together, transcending time and space for the purpose of our awakening, our healing, our revelation of truth and and being that place of revealing truth in our own life, in our heart, our mind, our relationships. So grateful that we get to use technology to support our transcending all limited thoughts. Yay. Yay for technology. <laughs> 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 and um, that Deep voice laugh you hear is the wonderful John Mundy, who's my guest today. And, uh, I'm gonna pray us in and then I'll introduce John. Uh, we're, he's in New York. I'm in New Jersey. We got a snow day. John's been out, snow blowing all morning. I've been sitting inside, looking out the window all morning, drip, drip, drinking my tea and my coffee, having my hot cereal, and, um, Thinking about the snow and appreciating the snow, John's been out uh, working in it. So we're we're ready to uh, dive in here. So let's begin with that prayer. I invite everyone to place their hand on their heart and let's just give thanks. So grateful and so thankful that we're turning our attention to what's real, what's true. So grateful and thankful to join together and to be able to laugh together about the illusion and delusion and to join together for the holy purpose of remembering our true nature and our true identity that we're already as holy as holy can be. We're already free so we don't have to become more free. We're already free. We're grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and remember this about ourselves so we join together for this purpose of awakening and healing. We are grateful to come together and remember the truth that sets us free actively demonstrating it, downloading it revealing it and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude we simply say and so it is Amen, Amen, Amen Yeah. Hey John, a question just, well, (laughs) I'll introduce you first Okay. <laughs> Sometimes hmm. I feel so familiar, time. yeah, with everybody uh, in our community and with all the listeners after all these years. Um, we're coming up on the 280th episode. It's amazing. Wow. And um, so, John Mundy. Uh, if, if you don't know, if you you haven't been uh, paying attention to the of Course Miracles universe or world <laughs> community, uh, John Mundy has written so many beautiful books that are really treasures of helping us to understand, of course, miracles, understand mysticism, to be able to laugh at ourselves, and to be happy. Uh, this, in fact, one One of his uh, favorite books is Lesson 101, Perfect Happiness, A Path to to Joy from A Course in Miracles. Uh, If you're new to A Course in Miracles, you may want to start with Living A Course in Miracles, an essential guide to the classic text. John really is an expert at breaking it down for us, seeing how we can apply it to our lives. And then what we're going to focus on today is... uh, his most recent book which is Eternal Life and a Course of Miracles a path to eternity in the essential text but John is is a man of many talents and um has many beautiful offerings and I hope we will speak about many of them welcome John
2: Nice being with you Jennifer
1: Yes, we got to be together on Sunday. John does uh, just a wonderful service for a course in miracles community which is uh, his uh, miracles in Manhattan uh talks that he does once a month and it's a great opportunity to participate wherever you are in the world because he not only live streams it but you can also watch it later in the archive and he's been doing it for years and um Before we go any further, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that resource, because it's such a great one, John.
2: Well, I began actually in June of uh, 2013, and what we did was we did an analysis chapter by chapter, one chapter per month of the 31 chapters that are in the text of the course. Now, there was an introductory session, and there was a session I stepped aside to do a eulogy for Ken Wapnick after he died, and then... There was one chapter that was uh longer, so we took two months to do that. But so it adds up to about 36 of those. Those are the initials. And then since then, and beginning in June of this past year, I just started approaching things topically. I occasionally have a guest that's on with me. But like last time we did the topic we're going to talk about today, and I did one called Manifesting Miracle-Mindedness and one on Mysticism and the Course in Miracles and and so it goes, there's just, there's one once a month, and they're easy to find, all they got to do is type my name in on YouTube, and there it is.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I I really encourage people who are interested in furthering their understanding of how to really live and apply A Course in Miracles to pay attention to John's work, because it, it's really what, what he helps us with, and... Um, You know, I was going to jump the gun there and ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So um, while I was praying, I had the thought, John, that uh, you have a wonderful school. You train ministers.
2: We do. It's called Interfaith. It's All Faith Seminary. So it's an interfaith program, but we do have a track specific to people who want to specialize in becoming a minister with an emphasis on the Course in Miracles. We have three tracks. There's a general track that we call the comparative religion track, which is what we started with, a rabbinical track, and then a course. It's in a one-year intensive training program. We have classes the second Saturday of every month in New York City. Those are videoed, and uh, they're, well, they're not sent to everyone. They're only sent to the students. But it's easy enough for people to find out more about that. They just go to... AllFaithSeminary dot org online, and they can read about it. As I said, it's a one year program, begins in September, uh, ends in June, and the ordination the ordination this year is going to be at the United Nations Chapel.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So, because I know, I, I one of my things, John, is to encourage people who are. Opening their minds with A Course of Miracles and other uh, pathways who are interested in becoming professionals to really support them in doing that because uh, we can't have too many. We can't have too many teachers. We can't have too many spiritual counselors. We can't have too many ministers. Uh, the more, the merrier. There's such an opportunity, such a growth time for us. It's a, actually, a, I think of it as a growing industry, if you will, as more and more people are realizing so clearly and earlier in their lives, they're realizing that, you know what, the things of this world are not going to bring me happiness, so I need to look elsewhere. That is really a pervasive trend in this mm-hmm. world. Uh, more and more people have uh, opportunities to become professional helpers and assistants, in a sense, right. to people who are going down this path, which, to me, um, leads us right into our... Uh, Actually, you know what I'm going to ask you while we're on that topic? Mm -hmm. Uh, What what do you see as the graduates of all faiths? um, What what do you see them doing? How do you see them taking things into the world?
2: Mm -hmm. most of them do not go out and become ministers of churches. A few do. There's a few that have gone out and pioneered churches, and we've got a few examples of very successful ones. There's one in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for example. Mm. It's a very good example of an interfaith center that came out of this. But most of them are already mature adults, by that I mean middle-aged or something. They just want to add this dimension onto their life. For example, uh, we have one woman who's uh, become a specialist in counseling people who are grieving over the death of the loss of their pets. Mm. And adding the reverend to her the front of her name was really helpful in terms of Mm. she was already doing this kind of work. Uh-huh. But, you know, here's this other dimension. A lot of people want to work with people who are dying and kind of hospice-related type programs, et cetera. So there, it could be a lot of we have a massage therapist coming through, uh, just people that want to be of service in a deeper way than they have been in the past. Um, that's essentially it.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, so there are so yeah. many ways and I see that also with people who are doing Pathways of Light, people who are doing right. Community Miracle Center. Uh right. that uh Yep, yeah, there's lots of options and Yeah, there's
2: several good programs. Um,
1: yeah. And but there's also lots of options for people to because uh, 'cause we're all drawn to different teachers, you know, it's mm-hmm. this one truth, right? right? Different right. teachers, different styles, but there are many options for people who would like to have these kinds of training and to take it out into the world, mm-hmm. and to to live their profession to mm-hmm. a, a smaller or greater degree according to their interest. I, I really right. see that, mm-hmm. and um, and I think also in the world we live in, uh, there are more and more people who are interested in having a. Uh, I, I like to use the word transdenominational um, mm, good. minister to perform weddings and ceremonies.
2: Oh yeah, that's one of the things that comes out of this is that once you are ordained and you register for it with city hall, then you can perform weddings legally wherever you are. That's a different law state by state, but in our case, you can. It's universal pretty much.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have a spiritual counseling training. Program and we're mm-hmm. developing a, a, a teacher training program that will be teacher slash minister training program for mm-hmm. people who would like to do workshops and classes and things like that. So uh, I love that more and more of this is unfolding and. So uh, let's go to our promised topic, which is eternal life and the Course of Miracles. You gave a a, a beautiful talk on Sunday. I was fortunate enough to attend, and um, uh, the uh, the topic of eternal life is is such a great one for a book because, in a certain sense, I don't see a lot of Course of Miracles people focused on what's happening uh next and that's how we often think of eternal life is that we're talking about the afterlife uh but what i love that you're helping us see in a course of miracles is the eternal life is now
2: right there is no next right (laughs) (laughs) it's already here it's already now and You're already living in it, and it's possible to already be living in it if you realize that you are. If you see that you are, that's essentially what Jesus did. I mean, what Jesus did was he realized he was the Son of God. He realized that he was already eternal. He accomplished it. I think it really, if you look at the the Jesus life story, I think the 40 days and the 40 nights in the wilderness, that deep soul-searching thing that he went through was really the revelation that enabled him to see that he was already there. And that's why you could say, in, in all honesty, I'm the son of God, and then come back. Actually, the course of miracles says that we all are. But our son of God, or daughter of God, or child of God? It doesn't make any difference. It's nothing sexual about this at all. But we're already. Another way to say it is, you're already home. Uh, another way to say it is, you're already enlightened. But we don't believe that. We don't. We don't buy that because there are just too many heavy-duty problems, sins, or things that we call sins, errors mistakes in our lives so it takes a lot to be able to but the course is really trying to help us to transcend that and to see the the truth about who we really are it's not in fact is the way the course works it's really very simple in a way. <laughs> the Course is very simple and it's very difficult all at the same time. It's simple, as a lot of people have said, but it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy for us to, to be willing to do it. That's the whole thing. You've got to be willing. That the Course places a lot of emphasis upon willingness oh, yeah. to make that leap in order to see what Jesus saw and mm-hmm. to do what he did. That's why he, he, Helen Shookman, who was the scribe for the Course, at one point said to Jesus, you know, this stuff isn't working. And, <laughs> and Jesus said, well, why don't you try it? <laughs> I mean, he said, what he actually said was, why don't you do what I'm asking you to do so you can hear my voice even better? Now, keep in mind, Helen was already hearing the voice, and right. she was already hearing it pretty clearly. But she could still be judgmental, for example. She could still get angry about things. So the, the, it wasn't a complete process. I am personally convinced, and I've said so several times, that Dr. Ken Wapnick, who was really our first teacher of teachers of the Course, and Dr. Bill Thetford, who helped had Alan complete the writing of the Course, completed the Atonement before they left here. Like, right? completed the Atonement. I mean, they were done. And I think it's important that we realize that that they did it, and because they did it, because Jesus did it, because we all can do it, too. In fact, it's, it's right there. It is so close at times. It just takes a a little effort. The Course actually said just takes a little effort, a little willingness to, to leap on over into the realization. That's what happens in a, what the Course calls a holy instant, mm-hmm. and what I sometimes talk about as a mystical experience. Because in those moments, you do see it. You you see the connectedness. You see the love. We see it when we fall in love. That's one of the places we see it. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm not talking about that just in the romantic context. But Ken found it initially falling in love with classical music. I found it initial being in love with uh, nature, having grown up as a farm boy in Missouri and the, you know the, you just know that there's something more and and you just love what you're seeing and you and seeing the connectivity that's there that the course is all about sharing it says at one point divine abstraction which is another name for god this divine abstraction takes joy in sharing and it's really that's what makes us alive that is what eternal life is eternal life is it's realizing that we do share. You can't go the other way. You can't contract into yourself and separate and segregate. Separating and segregating and locking ourselves into ourselves is a thing which really makes us miserable because we know that we're, we know somewhere inside that we're not going in the right direction. So turn that around and get us going the right way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, the analogy I sake. like to use. Go ahead. There's an analogy I like to use, which is, Michelangelo said that in order to find David out of a block of marble, what he had to do was simply to take away everything from the block of marble that was not David. Well, that's exactly the process the Course in Miracles is talking about. It says so on the very first page, that the process is one of removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. So imagine those blocks are just chips off of, the, off of this great marble thing. That inside there is a beautiful you, you know, which is God-given and, and can't help but be God. And that, by the way, is the you that God knows. This is very different from traditional Christianity. This is the—that's the you that God knows. God knows you as. The eternal being that you already are so all this other stuff all this fluff and all this ego junk and all this stuff that's on the outside which we refer to in the course as specialness all this specialness is just so much garbage mm-hmm. which at one point will disappear it can disappear in, in our realizations in our own mind one of the most obvious dimensions of this is the thing that's going to disappear for everybody uh, because it always has and it always will is this thing we call the body in case we hadn't noticed every body disappears which just proves that there's no reality in a body because what what's what's real cannot disappear what what's real is that which is eternal love is real love is eternal and but the body's not real and this world is not real for that same for that same reason there's nothing I love there's a, a line in the course where it says there is nothing outside of you now we don't take that literally to mean in terms of the body there's nothing outside of your mind there's nothing outside of your ability to see the truth and when you see it this is not uh kind of knowledge of form in any way it's a pure the course draws a distinction between knowledge and perception it's not what happens with the body's eyes but it's more like what the transcendentalists were talking about of uh, the early you know, 19th century. By the way, transcendentalism feeds into unity. I think it's sort of interesting. It's, it's like yeah. it was around before unity that was in the same mode. If you kind of keep following the line of thought, well, then there was Christian science. And then out of Christian science, there came new thought. And it's just a natural progression. But what all of these have in common is understanding the power of the mind and the power of the mind to, to change things by simply making a choice to step out of the ego, to step out of that attacking, angry, selfish kind of thinking, which we can do. We think it's very difficult to break that, but it's not difficult to break that, which we can do and then begin to see things in a holy You can spell holy however you want to spell holy with an H or a W in a wholly new way.
1: Ah, yes. I always love it when people bring up the history of new thought because uh, it's been something that uh, has been so interesting to me and. to see the progression of how we move into a, a course of miracles that the mind ever expanding can hold these teachings of Jesus and mm-hmm. see the the purity of them
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so you know John uh the, the we brought up this to- you you brought up the topic in your talk on Sunday about when People are experiencing tremendous uh, pain and suffering, uh, physical suffering in the body, and it is so distracting, so debilitating. And we've seen in in the history of Christianity particularly, but of course in other uh, faiths as well, there are oftentimes great mystics, and I know this is something you're really interested in, great mystics who have... Gone through tremendous physical suffering, right? Right. And difficulty. So, for some people, it seems to be part of the script and part of the curriculum. And uh, I, I know many people in my life who are going through. T- tremendous physical suffering and right. they keep asking you know what's this for how do i transcend it how do i use it to open my mind what mm-hmm. what have you learned about that in terms of helping us to open to eternal life when the physical life is so uh punishing demanding yeah yeah
2: well one of my favorite lines in the course is you know is, this need not be right and whatever whatever it is, is whether what it's mental anguish or physical anguish. You know, this need not be. Let's take mental to to start with, because let's say difficulty in a relationship. Um, Sickness then, of course, is is a result of projection that we're either placing onto the world in terms of some sort of condemnation of the world, or we place it onto a body as a kind of condemnation of ourselves rather than kind of um, blessing the world which is moving, and the Course says you must project or extend. So when it means you must project, we only have two choices. We are either finding fault with the world, we're finding problems with the world, we're seeing all the difficulties out there, or we're loving the world. And you can know there are some people who are in very difficult physical situations, but they're still very loving souls. Let's say they're trapped in a wheelchair or they're trapped in their homes or, you know, whatever it is that they can't get. But that doesn't change their outlook on life, and that doesn't change their ability to be the most incredibly loving people that they can be. And that, But that also helps to make them better. I mean, it also helps to make the body better. And there's mm-hmm. and there's also things that we know that we can do if we will just do it, to, to live a healthier life I don't need to go into that I mean that in the sense that there's so much information on the internet about that that anybody can look into that but the main thing is is how we see how we see whatever it is that's going on let me share with you a, a brief experience that I had I had cancer I had cancer back in 2001 and 2002 and I had a tumor about the size of a lemon removed from my insides I, I describe this in the, the newest book, Eternal Life and A Course in Miracles. There's a chapter called, The Classroom Called Cancer. Mm-hmm. So after I had the the operation and the tumor removed, they did an exploratory at the same time, and they found out they took out five lymph nodes, all of which were cancer. So i never forget, waking up in the, the bed, uh, after the operation, as I lo- wake up, I see the oncologist standing at the foot of my bed, and he's kind of looking at me. Is this guy waking up? You know, <laughs> I can sort of see him, and, and uh, he looks right at me when he realizes that I'm conscious, and he says, Mr. Mundy, I have to tell you that the cancer has spread. Now, these are words you never, ever want to hear.
1: Right. <laughs> um, yeah
2: from when the cancer is spread. And I'm still in this drug state from the operation, so I'm kind of saying, oh, that's really sweet, you know, that's really nice. So, I wake up now at 4 o'clock the next morning, wide awake, not going back to sleep, and I just lay there in the dark, and I start thinking, this is not good news. You know, you could, you could <laughs> die. You know, you could really die. Yeah. I had a death experience in in 76, but now this was different, because uh, well, it was, I won't go into why it was so different, but the thing which worked for me, that got me out of that, was the realization n- not only that I could die, but it was okay. I, I, what I did was I eventually said, okay, to death. I said, okay, come get me. You know, if this is it, if this is my time, then come get me. And the strangest mm-hmm. thing happened was that once I said, come get me, I realized I was probably going to live. <laughs> and after that, I just kind of had, this just hard to explain, but I just never quite believed it was going to get me. And, well, obviously, that was uh, a number of years ago. And I'm still here, so it didn't. But we don't know. We, 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 we never know truly what's the completion of a life plan. And I'm not saying it's, the body is, if the Course is really clear about anything, it's clear. you are not a body. Uh, the body is not always fun it's it's a limitation in form and sometimes it can really it can really be hurtful Uh, you know arthritis or something that just doesn't want to go away and that keeps nagging us but again it's a matter of how we understand what God's will is and follow God's will and do it just the best we can the main thing is to continue to be a loving human being throughout the whole process so, and not be projecting onto other people your anguish and your pain. And it works. you know by the course as we give so do we receive. So what we're yes. doing is we're, we continue to give the love away and then we find love coming back our way. whatever that means, whether that means that the body is going to get better or maybe the body won't get better. I once at a funeral for um, a nine-year-old boy and I remember at the time of the funeral it was so hard. But one of the things I said at the funeral is, you just—we never know what is the completion yeah. of a life plan. We yeah. just really, really never know. And I had a fellow contact me uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, wanting to know about a passage in the course. On um, the script is written, um, yeah. because he his 21 year old daughter had just committed suicide. I mean, mm. his, and. Yeah. By the way, when people say "I feel for you" or when people say "I'm, I'm praying for you," you know, what I wrote back to this guy in the first instance was, I said, "I have no idea what you're going through right now. Yeah. I can't begin to imagine no. the pain that you're in right now." And that was the truth. Yeah. You know, it's not that I'm praying for you. It's, you know, <laughs> I really have no idea. This is this has got to be he- incredibly heavy duty. But he was asking about the, the, the script is written. Let me explain. Can I explain how the script is written? Part works for just a, a second. It, sure. It's yeah okay. So imagine that we've got a dot at. at um, I've got a blackboard here, and I'm drawing. At the top, I put it out, and we'll call that God. Now, going down, kind of in a triangle for, from from that i'll draw two lines one to one side and one to another and in between i'll draw a straight line going directly to god so god has a plan for us and that's the way it's jesus talks about it in the gospels and what it says in the gospels is straight is the way and narrow is Mm -hmm. the path Mm -hmm. the gate rather the Mm -hmm. gate which leads into it's interesting what it leads into It leads into life. Capital L, life. God is life. Mm -hmm. That's one of the definitions of God in the Course in Miracles, by the way. God is life. We we also know that God is love. Every religion in the world says that. But in addition to God being life, God is also love. So love is life, and life is love. And the more alive you are, the more in love you are. The more in love you are, the more alive you are. So (laughs) the whole process is one of just being in love with whatever, and that is begins to be the process that that enables us to transcend it. So we got this straight line that goes right down. So what the Course is trying to help us do, again, is to remove all the blocks, all the stuff on the left and the right, which is keeping us from being centered in God. Once we can get more clearly centered in God, then we are just automatically doing His will. There's no, you don't even have to think about it. You don't, I, I, I'm studying Spanish right now, and uh been doing so for several years. Yeah. And at the, and at the class last night, one woman uh, said, kind of fun, she says, and she, she works in a job where she needs to be able to speak Spanish some to, uh, it's in the health profession, sometimes she has to deal with people that are Spanish speaking. And she says, I suddenly realized this last week that I'm beginning to think in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm, I don't want people to talk to me in Spanish. I don't have to think about the translation. Well, it's kind of that way. We, when we're getting to learn the course, we have to almost kind of think, well, what is a translation? I mean, how does this translate into my life? But the more you do it, the more you don't have to think. You see the need, you respond to the need. There's no thought: should I respond to this need or shouldn't I respond to this need? You just see it. You just automatically go the way that God would have you go. It takes a lot of work. That's why I've got three hundred and sixty-five lessons, and you, if to do the course, you've really got to do the lessons. You really got to do the workbook, and you got to hang in there. And don't worry about how long it takes. There's only one rule in the whole course, and that's don't do one more than one lesson a day. Go as slow as you want to, and I really highly recommend that people do it again and again yeah. because the, every time that you do it again it just takes you so much deeper into understanding that central path that that plan that is planned for you so there's a central path there's a central plan that's God's plan for salvation it's called GPS and I love that it's GPS because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the way GPS works mm-hmm. the way GPS works is it just constantly tells us what the right you can decide to go off GPS and go off and visit a monument somewhere or (laughs) take a a look at something here, but it's always telling you how to get back to the central road, how to get back to the main road. Well, that's all God's doing. God is always telling it, So it's really just a matter of whether or not we're willing to pay attention to the direction that we're being provided for. So what Jesus did was Jesus got totally tuned in. Bill got totally tuned in. Ken got totally tuned in. Any one of us can begin to get totally tuned in. And, and one of the ways you begin to do it, you, what you should find as you do the course, simply that you're becoming more and more and more aware and more and more and more aware. So you become more and more and more aware that it's just less and less likely that you're going to go off course that you're going to fall into some sort of addictive behavior or you you're some sort of angry behavior so some sort of projective behavior it's just it's just less likely that's the training the training is i slowly begin to learn that i don't go that way there's actually a course that's actually a line in the course at one point where it says go the other way <laughs> you like know, when you when you <laughs> see you're off when you see you're off course go the other way how simple can it get but then you've got to make you've gotta make the decision to do it to follow that center path, but in the meantime, if you don't, you'll still get home.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that don't you love that? It's like safety yeah. net
2: it it is a safety net in the sense that the home is your destiny. you will get home uh the the course has a thing that's called the attraction of guilt and the attraction of God, so guilt is like this thing that pulls us down into the body and into the world and into time and into drama and into the soap opera, and into politics, etc. And then there's this other attraction which the mystics have always been seduced by which is really this attraction of the love of God. And that's what they want to do. They just want to give their hearts wholly, wholly to God. And in the process of doing so, they find themselves, capital S, so, which, is whatever you want, which is what everyone's looking for.
1: Yes, what a, what a perfect time for the music to come in here. We're going to take a short break. Uh, my guest is John Mundy. We're talking about eternal life and uh, working with our mind to see our eternal nature. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, A Course in Miracles. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And John and I will be right back.
0: Welcome
1: back. I'm Jennifer Hadley and my guest today is John Mundy, author of many books, including Eternal Life and A Course in Miracles. And, uh, I, before we get back into our main topic here, I would like to bring up that John and I are doing a couple of uh, things together as usual um this year and one of them is the Easter conference out in Utah that's hosted by Jimmy Twyman and we've got a lot of our other course in miracles friends there it's a ACIM Easter conference uh, Easter weekend out in um Uh, Not too far from Salt Lake City, John and I are going to be there, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a spiritual hootenanny. We'll have lots of uh, music and a lot of fun people. We've got uh, uh, Lisa Natoli and Bill Free and Vicky Poppy and um, David Hoffmeister, Maria Felipe, and... uh, And others, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, a great, a great time. And, and one of the nice things about it, too, is during the main part of the conference, it's, everybody's going to be all together in one room. It's not like the, um, some of the other conferences where you have the breakouts and you have to decide who you want to go listen to. Everybody's in the main room the whole time, which is what I like, keep us all together and, um, I mean, it's all good, but uh, I, I like when we're all in, in one big room together. And, uh, and I love when there's music. And, of course, Jimmy is a musician, and so there will be lots of uh, great music. And um, anything you want to say about that conference, John?
2: Well, obviously the, the theme is resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, kind of in line with what we were just talking about. It's a new birth, or but it's really coming to that same kind of awareness of the truth, the reality of who we really are. That is the resurrection. That is the transcendence of the body. What Jesus is doing on the cross is he's really showing us. He's not suffering, dying, and bleeding for our sins. This is a big difference between traditional Christianity <laughs> and the Course. What he's doing is to show that as the last line of uh, Martin Luther's hymn, "A Mighty Fortress" says, "The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still." You know, the, you can't kill the truth. You know, the the body, of course, because the body is femoral, because the body is something which is ends limited to space time. So, uh, we'll be talking about transcendence and a realization of the the truth, the reality of who we really are, as opposed to the way that we make ourselves up to be in the the world. Actually, this coming Sunday, I'm going to be speaking at uh, Unity of Miami on the Bay, Unity on the Bay in Miami. Mm. And that's the theme that I'm, the morning topic is going to be, I'm nobody, who are you? Which is looking at all the ways that we dress ourselves up as something other than who we really are with our, whatever, our degrees, our titles, our specialness, our DNA, our heritage, our money, our cars, our all the stuff of the world that sort of says, hey, look at me, I've I, i I've got something. And, of course, as Jesus in the Gospel says, uh, what does it benefit you to gain the whole world <laughs> and lose your own, your own soul? Actually, the yeah. Course in Miracles then says you can't lose your soul, but you can lose your awareness of it. But the good news on that is it's temporal. It mm-hmm. doesn't last. So that's what we're talking about, eternal life. Uh, there's a big distinction. The, the, the definition of eternity, Webster's Dictionary definition of eternity, is a place or state of timelessness. So it has nothing to do with time. Uh, there's what I call four great illusions. Of course, it never says four great illusions, but... What I call four great illusions. One is that you're a body. You're not a body. I I love it when you're reading The Course in Miracles and you come across a line after you read the line, you go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's a what from The Course in Miracles. Not for a single instant does the body exist at all. What? (laughs) (laughs) Not for a single instant does it exist at all? That's because it's a dream figure. It's a figure in a dream. And when there's there's something in us that knows this isn't it. The Course says that. It says that there's something in you that's haunting you, that that pulls at you, that tells you this is not your real home. You do not really live here. You know, this isn't it. But there is an it that is it, which is the truth of the reality of God and our our being home with God. So... That's what we're going to be talking about, which is about getting back to that state of awareness, which actually we never left. It's really a matter of remembering that truth, or there's a word that I like much better than remembering, although remembering is a good one, uh, which is to recognize. To recognize means you bring back into the mind what the mind already knows. We already know this we already know the truth, the reality of who we really are. So all we have to do is be, rem- that's like when you have an insight and you, you get an insight, mm-hmm. uh, having an insight is always fun. It's a little aha. It's like mm-hmm. a, what I call a mini mystical experience. Am mm-hmm. I? It's a little, little one. So, but when you have a mini mystical, the aha is you are seeing it as though you're seeing it for the first time, but then you realize it's not really, it's always been there. It's always been true. It's, and that's when, we, that's when we see reality, we're, all we're doing is we're just stepping back into the truth of who we always have been. <laughs> and But we got lost in a play. Shakespeare's got it right about it. out, 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 yes. candle. Life support player, that struts and frets, the tower upon the stage. And it just those plays, those dramas can get so, so dramatic. Well, I'm not going to talk about the current political situation, but we, if you could temporarily just look at that. It's just a play. It's just mm-hmm. a game that's going on. And if you want to get caught in it, my wife just last week read a book on the Medici's uh, mm. back
1: mm-hmm.
2: at the time of the, the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And oh, she was telling me a little bit, what a play, what a <laughs> yes. drama, what, what a, a drama. soap opera. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, those poor people, they were just obsessed with. And it was all about politics and the church. Yep. Yep. And they were the politics, and they were the church, yep. and they were corrupt. They were very corrupt, yep. and they could do whatever they want to and get by with it because they had the money. They were yeah. the bankers. They had the power. It was all in the hands of a very few people, and it made everybody else suffer because of the overburdening egotism that became a part of dominant in their lives.
1: Yeah, it was and that sort of gets
2: repeated over and over again in history.
1: It does. I was going to say probably it was someone who knew the Medici's personally that said absolute power corrupts absolutely.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely.
1: Hey, I want to yeah. take you back to something, John, because we're, we're, we've got about 10 minutes left here. And okay. uh, I, 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 it, it was such a beautiful thing you shared. So when you were laying in the hospital bed and you said, come get me. Right. In that moment, can you tell us what you were actually feeling? That allowed you well, to have I was, that. Thought.
2: I was saying that it, uh, when I said "Come get me," I was saying that to death.
1: You know, I was saying I understand.
2: "Come get me." But then, d- along with that, was the realization that you don't die. Mm-hmm. I mean that that you that you can't die. I mean, you mm-hmm. you can lose the body, but the body never was alive in the first place. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so nothing can be lost. And there was a there was a great. Freedom in that I've often said I think the first thing that's going to happen to most folks when they actually do leave their bodies behind forever is that the first thought is going to be well I'm still here <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean the body the body's gone but the mind, mind. cannot lose your mind yeah. you cannot lose and that's the and what's interesting about the mind <clears throat> is the mind is invisible it doesn't have a form. you can't you can't concretize it 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 doesn't have it's not a physical kind of thing but spirit isn't a physical kind of thing love Mm -hmm. isn't a physical kind of thing and this is so we begin to transcend the world as we begin to transcend the world then we see what has to be true that's what's fun
1: i um what i felt when you said that john was i felt that and this is just another way to say what you said which is <clears throat> i felt your surrender
0: mm.
1: like the ego surrender and right. uh, yeah and stepping into spirit in in that fearlessness of the realization that you you can have total trust in spirit come get me i uh, i'm yours mm you know um uh, to me <laughs> i played in my class recently stevie wonder's beautiful song signed sealed delivered i'm yours and oh, um uh, which to me it when i sing it along with stevie uh i i sing it to god you know mm-hmm. come get me signed sealed delivered i'm yours come get me i'm oh, yours great. yeah and just total surrender and uh it's that kind of surrender that you can say whatever death holds the physical death or the resurrection however it plays out whether it's uh, crucifixion, resurrection transcendence uh, uh, ascendance, however it plays out I'm yours Mm
0: -hmm.
1: come get me Uh, the willingness to be able to be in our heart and actually mean it is that great willingness that A Course of Miracles tells us? That's all you need. You don't need anything more. There is nothing more you can do, and I, right. I'm so glad you you told us that you had that feeling. So I want to ask you how when when you didn't die, in the physical, and you you healed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So they told you, uh, you know, the cancer is spreading, and you said, I surrender, come get me. Uh, right. And then you didn't leave. How did it change your life? In, in two minutes or less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. Well, one of the things that shown this about everybody who has a near-death experience and they come back, like take a Morjani, more, Johnny, uh, for example, they, everyone, right. there's a mission. You know, there's something you have to do and seeing how there's a mission there's something you have to do that's why you why you come back because you have to come back to raise a kid or do whatever it is it is you have to do in the world but that was a lot of fun there was also just this realization as i said that i i didn't i didn't really believe it once i accepted it i didn't really believe i would die by the way i did chemo i did what the doctors asked me to do yeah, uh, because my wife was afraid for me not to do it and my doctors yeah. were afraid for me not to do it. But at the same time that I did, I did a natural approach. I, did, I, drank, I drank green. If it was green, it got juiced chlorophyll, chlorophyll, chlorophyll. <laughs> yeah. And there was something about that that I think helped keep me energized and alive and going, putting all this alive stuff in me at the same time mm-hmm. that kept me from getting so sick. I got very sick before this ended. You know, mm-hmm. In the beginning, I thought was the, the chemo was no big deal, but by the time we were up to the 23rd session, between the 23rd and the 30th, I was dying. But yeah. I didn't.
1: <laughs> and you probably were like, please come get me at some point.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But I still didn't believe it. I still didn't believe mm-hmm. it that it was gonna, what was going to happen it was just an annoyance. Right. <laughs> it was an inconvenience to get through the chemo. But,
1: so, like, what, what? Looking back, what was the? What do you feel was the point of it for you? What was the holy purpose of it for you?
2: Well, obviously, in that same sense, I was. I'm. I'm not. Wasn't this body wasn't done? Mm-hmm. No, I have a family. Um, it's wonderful to be able to to love my family and to be here for them for a little bit longer, whatever that means, whether it's twenty years or whatever it is,
0: mm-hmm. and, and
2: to keep. Actually being even more alive than I was prior to that, which mm-hmm. is, which I think is what happens if you're if you're living that's when the book my book called "Living a Course in Miracles." Mm-hmm. if you're living the course, you literally become more alive all the time, which means that you're more capable of loving and you're less likely to fall into some sort of ego trap. It's very simple actually.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said, well, obviously, we could talk for a whole lot longer, and um it's time for us to begin wrapping up here uh w- one of the things that uh I'd like to uh, share is that uh, John has been a part of a number of Living A Course In Miracles class series that we've done, we've done and uh, you can find all of them at com. also one of the things that we're doing at com now is we're transcribing all the radio shows so it may take us a week or two uh, once this um, um, broadcast is posted to the podcast, which will be a few hours from now. Um, so maybe in a week or two, say early April, we'll have the transcript of this broadcast available for free download at livingacourseinmiracles.com. And so, if you'd like to um, share it with anyone, we're doing that for people who have uh, issues listening, whether it's English is not their first language or whether they're hearing impaired, uh, they can still have access to all these radio shows. And anybody who has a favorite <coughs> episode of the radio show that we haven't transcribed yet, because I think we've got maybe 70 or 80 of them out of – 280 done so uh you can always write to admin a d m i n at jenniferhadley.com let us know your request we'll put it to the top of the list and we'll get it transcribed for you and then you can have that um one of the things that you can do is you can also uh join the a course in miracles radio show page at facebook and uh we uh Post uh, announcements of the radio show and when uh, the broadcast is available and the transcripts and different things there. You can find out about that uh, and get announcements at A Course in Miracles radio show at Facebook, that that Facebook group there. And... Um, oh, if you would like to attend the A Course in Miracles Easter conference, uh, we can help you out with that. Uh, I'm sure, John, you have a link on your website, uh, and let's sure. let's give everybody your your website address there.
2: Well, it's very simple. It's just miraclesmagazine.org. dot org. We've been doing Miracles Magazine for thirty plus years, and appreciate people uh, taking a subscription as well.
1: Yes, exactly, and um, also at jenniferhadley.com on the events page, you can click through to the Easter conference info there, and uh – uh, it's just about a month from now so there you go and uh hey it's not too late I've got a retreat this weekend in garrison New York I'm calling it the masterful living retreat it's all focused on doing a spring cleaning right before the first day of spring which is on Monday and uh, so it's not too late you can come and join us this weekend we're we're gonna really have a spiritual throwdown and do a deep cleanse have a lot of fun and leave uh Leave there much refreshed, renewed, and restored and ready for spring, clearing the mental and emotional clutter. Our radio broadcast is listener-sponsored radio, so your contributions uh, at jenniferhadley.com, livingacourseofmiracles.com, really make this radio show and all the transcribing, everything that we're doing for free Possible, so please contribute. And if you love the show, you can also write a review from wherever you get the downloads, the podcast at iTunes, at Stitcher. So thanks for writing those reviews as well. All right, John, I'm I'm going to pray us out here. Okay. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for um, <laughs> uh, taking a break from your snow blowing to to um, blow away the cobwebs from our mind. We are grateful. And thankful to turn within here and know the truth, to partner up once again with the higher Holy Spirit self for remembering our eternal nature and saying, come get me, come get me and bring me to the light. In my own mind, we're consciously attuning our willingness to the Spirit. Willingness is everything, and we are willing in this very moment, more willing than ever before. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them, and in gratitude, we let the healing be, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.